Good evening and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and follow our podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the fine folks at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. On tonight's episode, I will be revisiting our 2020 NHL draft lead-up coverage, basically, and I will be taking a look at some of the top 10 prospects in this year's draft class, because we've gone through a lot of the guys who are late first-round guys, early second-round picks, but I haven't talked as much about who the top, top prospects are, and to a degree, a lot of you will be familiar with these names. We will be revisiting the uh, Sportsnet Top 10 rankings because I generally think that Sportsnet's rankings are probably less controversial at the very top of this class, although I could be wrong. People always want to yell about prospects. But generally speaking, I think that we can sort of guess um, a couple of the top five guys are going to be locked in in their spots, no question, Uh, although there is definitely movement in the picks after that. Before we get to all that, I thought it would be important to talk about one thing that did pop up later yesterday, if I recall correctly, and it was that Austin Matthews has been diagnosed with COVID-19. Now, uh, the reason that we know Austin Matthews is one of the players currently infected with COVID was because a certain Toronto sports media personality on Twitter posted an article about it. If you notice, every report about COVID-19 that has come out thus far regarding any of the NHL teams... All of the identities of the infected victims have always been kept anonymous and private, and this is for a couple of different reasons. But I think the most important thing, of course, is is keeping patient privacy and all of that sort of stuff. What this reporter did, in my opinion, is, is a bit unethical, and I know that he did it because it tends to bring in clicks and stuff, but geez, man, like... It's just not appropriate, and this is one of those situations where if somebody is going to tell you that they have an infected client, it would need to be coming from, like, somebody's agent because that's what, you know, that player wishes the public to know, or there has to be some sort of process where you're not just suddenly leaking patient information like that. Oftentimes in the U.S., this would be considered something closer to a HIPAA violation, and this is often a very serious matter. Now, I'm sure that this guy did not get that kind of information unless he kind of rooted through like a hospital system in Canada. Hopefully not, because um, there would be obvious legal ramifications for that kind of stuff. But, you know, all things being equal, there's just something not really savory about doing this kind of uh, reporting. In the future, when we talk about this stuff, and it's going to become a bigger issue as we go through the next few months, I think it's going to be incumbent upon reporters to have a higher standard of ethics and ensure that they aren't just publishing information on personal lives of players that maybe they don't want to talk about. Matthews is going to get less of the uh, the sympathy just because he's been involved in some other incidents that definitely did need to be made public, but all that said, uh, I, I just don't care for this particular case, and in isolation, I just think it's a very bad look. Now, one thing that is definitely not a bad look as far as our NHL prospect coverage is concerned for the 2020 NHL draft is the consensus number one overall pick, Alexis Lafreniere. And Alexis is probably... I don't even know where to start with this kid because he's just such a dynamic offensive package and he seems to do everything really well. It's not even a question of uh, a guy with a high floor and maybe a low ceiling. Lafreniere is legitimately one of the most talented prospects we've ever seen. This dude in uh, the QMJHL with Rimouski Oceanic absolutely destroyed, destroyed, destroyed the Q. This season he had 112 points in 52 games. 112 points, 
in 52 games. He had 105 last year in 61, and I, I just don't understand who on earth this kid could possibly be. But breaking it down, we'll start off with a couple of very fundamental things. And I think the first thing is that this guy has really explosive skating and very strong edge work that allows him to quickly get up the ice, uh, shift laterally, and change his body weight and momentum on a dime very easily, which allows him to use his extreme hand-eye coordination to pull off passes, pull off really dirty feints, and get into areas that a lot of other skaters simply can't. He maybe doesn't have like a top-end gear in the vein of a, a Nick Ehlers or something, but he doesn't really need to because he's just such a such an imposing player with incredibly good fundamentals, um, very strong acceleration, a good top speed, and he's always in the places that he wants to be because he's able to use his physicality, a surprising physicality, uh, to get into those greasier areas. He'll definitely win puck battles in and around the boards, He's somebody who possesses exceptional vision. I mean, his passing and his ability to anticipate and read plays well ahead of schedule just constantly allow him to find his line mates for perfect opportunities. When he's on the ice, time seems to slow around him because he can pull off and corral pucks that otherwise, you know, would normally go wasted and into corners where nobody's going to be able to recover it, but he keeps these plays alive. And he's able to do this because he demonstrates such great patience and decision making. He seems to have a really good spatial awareness and a sense of place of where he needs to be ahead of time. This allows him to get in front of the net, around the face-off circles, pretty much anywhere he thinks he wants to score from, he'll move to. And if he feels like that opportunity or that lane is not quite a guaranteed goal but there's a better option, he'll use the outlet and pull off just an absolutely stunning, breathtaking cross-seam pass that would thread the needle for almost any other player. You know, his points totals tell you that he just does all of these little things, big things, medium-sized things, everything all at once, all the time. He's such a strong player, and he just has so much potential as a top-end, high-scoring goal threat that I really feel like there's nothing you can really be upset with his game. Lafreniere is definitely one of those kids with absolute superstar potential, and, you know, if he continues to get stronger, faster and even improves his vicious release uh, more than it already is nasty, I mean, you're just looking at a top-end offensive winger and somebody that's going to light this league up. He's already right there in terms of scoring comparables with Sidney Crosby, and I feel like in some ways Lafreniere does have some of the similar traits as Crosby. They're very different players, but one thing I did notice is that every now and then Lafreniere shows off some of the same grindery skills and physicality that Crosby, I think, doesn't get enough credit for. People have called Sid the Kid one of the most talented grinders to ever grace the league, and I, I think Lafreniere is, has shades of some of those elements, but again, Lafreniere is a very different kind of player, and I feel like whatever you want him to do for you, he'll be capable of. He's going to be an absolutely terrifying playmaker, and I think that he's going to be an absolute menace, you know, whether he's trying to possess the puck, or actually regain possession of the puck and fight off somebody for it, or if he sees that beautiful scoring opportunity across the side of the net that no one else is capable of pulling off. He is most certainly one of the most talented QMJHL prospects of all time, and I think that we are in for something special with this kid. Talents like Lafreniere may be rare, but what isn't rare is needing to repair your car every so often when something breaks down. Depending on the make and model of your vehicle, you might find yourself in the repair shop a lot more often than you'd like to be. Picking and choosing car parts can be a real pain if you don't know your make, model, year, etc. And when you finally make it out to the retail brick-and-mortar car parts store, they may not even have what you need in stock because they have to special order it. What's the point of going out, especially during quarantine, for car parts that aren't even there? And even if they are there, they might be more expensive than you really need to pay. 
That's why rockauto.com has your back. rockauto.com is a family-run business that's been around for over 20 years and has a wealth of automotive industry experience. Their easy-to-use site helps you save time and money with a variety of search filters allowing you to check out your car type, year, make, model, and specific components, including everything from an engine control module to the carpeting. You don't need account to use their wonderful search filters, and everything is at the same cost to retailers or automotive DIY enthusiasts alike. RockAuto.com also guarantees the best prices you'll find in the industry, saving you anywhere from 30 to 50% off of brick-and-mortar institutions. Head on over to rockauto.com, check out all the parts available for your car and truck, and if you place an order, be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Right after Alexis Frenier comes a really fascinating center prospect with just a sky-high ceiling, and I don't know that anyone really knows just how good this kid's going to be. This one is Quinton Byfield one of the most talented centers in this draft. And yes, while he definitely has some work to do, I think what you have to think about with this kid is just how amazingly offensively talented he is at the age of 18, despite having a 6'4 frame. Byfield is gigantic, and he plays with so much strength and smooth skating and surprising acceleration that I feel like if he continues to mature and develop and become, you know, especially in his early 20s, the kind of player that he has the potential to be, this guy is an absolutely terrifying force. Byfield has such a really good mixture of different traits. You know, his size is not something that tends to inhibit him. In fact, he generally gets in between tight spaces pretty easily, and he seems to lose himself in defensive coverages, which is something that, like, Patrick Laine was capable of doing. These guys are, are able to kind of fool players or just slip between those gaps where people maybe think, oh, you know, there's no way he's going to pull off this goal-scoring angle, or they just seemingly lose track of him because the puck movement around them is a little bit too creative. When Byfield finds those really soft areas of coverage, he has an amazing release that just gets off so quickly and seems to fool everyone, especially the goalie. It's a strong, rapid release, and it definitely just rips by goalies with relative ease. I, I know that Byfield definitely maybe doesn't have the top gear in terms of edge work that you're looking for quite yet, but he's going to have it pretty soon. And I already think that he's a very fast skater as it is, especially for somebody of his size. He also possesses exceptional vision and excellent distribution. He can make passes with his, you know, the length of his stick and the fact that he can just kind of tower over everyone and get a really quick sense of, of place and also use his frame to box out opposing defenders who might be trying to stick up or, or take away the puck from his possession. I think this is important because this makes him something like what they call a hold-up striker in football, and this guy is able to essentially maintain control of the ball in football, or in this case, the puck for hockey, and so they can essentially just box people out, wait for their linemates to get into better positions, and create a play from there, keeping alive a possession on maybe an odd man situation where, in fact, the defenders are the ones outnumbering the attackers. Byfield's also very comfortable kind of skating around the edges and perimeter looking for those opportunities before cutting in really quickly down a central channel slot and getting a shot off rapidly. This is a guy you just really can't leave unmarked, and he had 82 points in 45 games this season for Sudbury. I really don't think you can ask for much more than, you know, what he's shown. And sure, a lot of people were like, oh yeah, he had a fairly disappointing World Juniors and whatnot. Although part of this is because he just didn't get a whole lot of ice time, and I believe he's had an injury or two over the past year or so. 
But I feel it just displays a ton of patience and a lot of really smooth both puck control and edge work that I think makes him a very dangerous threat. And because he has this extra little bit of flair that he, he can use but doesn't necessarily need, he just has a really good tool set that's going to allow him to be a high-end pivot in the NHL. Sometimes when I watch him, I get a little bit of shades of Andrei Zvechnikov. They're not exactly comparable players for a variety of reasons, but in the way that they kind of approach the offensive zone and their ability to flex from all different areas of the wing or central regions, they just have these creative toolboxes that allow them to just rip a shot from almost anywhere and score. I also think both have very good spatial awareness, and they have excellent hand-eye coordination, which lets, lets them pull off amazing passes, sick goals, and they both have releases that are very strong and very fast. Now, of course, Svechnikov is, again, a bit of a different player, um, and Byfield naturally plays a different position, but that's, I guess, stylistically, from a recent NHLer, one of the guys that I could see being in a, you know, stylistic comparable and in terms of ceiling, that, that might be closer to what Byfield has the potential to be. Although, Quinton might actually go even beyond that. And Andrei Zvechnikov is already one of the best players in the world. I just tend to marvel at how smooth and strong he is, and he just seems to dominate all areas of the ice. When he's on the ice, you can immediately tell that the offensive tempo seems to change. Whereas Lafreniere is more, you know, into the dirty areas and along the walls and, and generally trying to occupy net front space... Byfield is almost a little bit more surgical from greater distances, which lets him kind of pick out those passing lanes uh, from a different, you know, approach and angle, or go for a longer distance shot, and he has the release to pull it off. There's nowhere this kid isn't going to be a threat, whether it's on the PK in a shorthanded opportunity, on the power play as, as a central, I guess, catalyst for it, or even a goal scorer himself, or, you know, just that regular old even strength. I mean, this kid's going to be a difference maker for whoever he gets drafted by, and I think the difference-making is going to be immediate. You know, he does need a season or two of, of additional development and rounding out, but the, the ceiling and, and sky are the limit for this kid. Byfield is amazing, and I feel like he's going to be a superstar NHLer at some point in the near future. Before we close out our episode with a couple more prospects, I thought I would talk about uh, something that the Locked On Podcast Network has recently committed to doing. Uh, Locked On wants you to know that we stand against racism and social injustice. That's why we, as the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for positive change. And in the month of June, Lockdown is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockdownPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. Again, that is LockdownPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. I'd also like to thank our wonderful sponsors at Built Bar, purveyors of a wonderful alternative to the usual dry and boring protein bars you're probably used to. Built Bars are soft, chewy, and more like a candy bar. They have nearly two dozen flavors, eight of which are nut-free, so if you've got nut allergens, Built Bar has something for you. My personal favorite flavors include like a mint chocolate and the raspberry dark chocolate flavors. Even more impressive is that Built Bar is extremely healthy. Most of the Built Bars are under 150 calories, less than 5 grams of fat, and around 30% of your daily protein intake. Whether you need a pre-workout supplement, something for breakfast, or a snack, Built Bars are perfect for all of your needs. Right now, you can also enjoy 50% off all of Built Bars' inventory clearances. And if you're a first-time guest, be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to enjoy a cheeky $10 off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order. The last player we will cover tonight before signing off is going to be Tim Stutzler from the Deutsche Eishockey League. 
Now, the DEL is technically a lesser league than some of the other pro men's leagues, and I think that this is not exactly super surprising. But, that said, this is still a pro men's league. And I think when you start to see what Stichler did as a teenager in this men's league, you are going to have your mind blown. This kid is just an unbelievable offensive force who marries... He's not a big kid, right? But he has unbelievable acceleration, a really fast top-end speed, and uh, excellent stick handling that allows him to just be a nightmare matchup one-on-one for defenders. He's also a very shifty skater, so his lateral movement and his ability to cut in and out of areas makes him such a very quick threat. And he also seems to recognize offensive opportunities very quickly before defenders are able to adjust. In a lot of ways, he does remind me of a little bit more of a versatile Kyle Connor. I think Connor uh, has a better release and, you know, maybe a, a bit better of a top-end gear. But again, Stutzla is a is a teenager in, you know, a, a men's league doing all of this great stuff. I think where Connor and Stutzla maybe differ a bit is that I think Stutzla is a little bit more of a playmaker than he is a pure goal scorer. Connor's definitely more of the latter in that he kind of has one particular direction and that's straight towards the net. And sometimes he doesn't always recognize uh, better passing outlets or lanes where his line mates have a, a clear opportunity to maybe get a better shot on goal. But Stutzla is always kind of looking for that. Um, you can tell when he's looking from behind the net or from the sides, he's always looking for those great passes. And he's somebody who's able to execute them. I just, I'm constantly impressed by the way that he's able to find and attack space very quickly. And occasionally he uh, he shows some real fearlessness against opposing defenders by dangling in between multiple guys. Now, sometimes I do think that he maybe got caught on a couple of those opportunities, but when he makes a mistake and somebody else cleans up for him, he's sure to atone for it just a few seconds later by trying to create a more dangerous offensive opportunity. He definitely has a knack for making very quick decisions and that allows him to create offensive opportunities in very short order. He does have um, a really nice sense of space, and he seems to get into those really tight, greasy areas where he's able to cause a lot of chaos. I, I think that, you know, as far as his potential goes, we're definitely looking at top six, very possibly top line. I think that he has that shiftiness that you need, especially for a, a smaller skater. And uh, he's got he's got really good offensive instincts. He's got great edge work. He's got explosive speed. Um, the one thing that I did think that I, I would like to see a little more of is maybe um, strengthening that release and developing a little more strength overall. Again, he's obviously a smaller you know, teenager compared to some of his, uh, I guess, colleagues, so to speak. And he definitely has time to develop that. I mean, already he displays all of the instincts and IQ that you want to see from a high-end attacking winger. I just think that he needs that little bit extra edge of, of physical development to round out his shot and get that release into even more pro-ready form. It's definitely already in pro-ready shape based on what he's been able to do in the DEL. But as far as, you know, going against NHL-caliber goaltenders and stuff, I think that it just needs a little more strength. What he has in his existing natural traits already, though, is absolutely, you know, a lethal combo, and he'll be a top-end winger in this in this league. Um, he has played at center, apparently, but I don't think that that is the best way to use him. I feel like his ability to move in and out of the central to wide areas very quickly would better serve him playing a flanking position so that he can kind of have a little bit more space to operate. That added room is just going to allow him to collapse even faster, uh, you know, towards the bottom of the face-off circles and get in close on goal because, you know, if he's playing a more central role, he has a bit more responsibility and he's going to be threading the needle between more players. But from that wider position, 
I think that his explosive speed is just going to catch so many defenders napping, and it's really going to be a nightmare for goaltenders. When we check in tomorrow, we'll pick up with Alexander Holtz and then Marco Rossi, another couple of great prospects, and Rossi in particular is somebody that I think you'll want to circle on your name sheet. Thanks so much for listening, and before you log off, be sure to check out our Locked On NHL National podcast, hosted by Sarah Avampado. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Have a great night, and go Jets go!